Hello. My phone just buzzed. Hello. How very unprofessional of me. My sincerest apologies. How's it going? We are back with another episode of Caverncast. And we are in quite an emotional place right now. Well, I am, anyway, uh, because I finished The Office for the first time last night. It was... For starters, I can't believe it's taken me this long. Secondly, why did no one warn me how emotional it would be? I had trouble containing myself. It was... I'll tell you what, actually, I... Uh, but now is there's spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen The Office. Um, okay, I'll say it like this. I think I got more emotional at what happened a couple of seasons ago, a couple of seasons before the end, compared to the actual end. But that's just me, I think. I mean, I got very emotional at both. It's nice to know I can still feel things. It's also been a long time since I've um, invested in a TV series for that amount of time and I really like got like created a bond with the characters. I know I'm like 10 years too late, but it still feels nice and it, it's really good and I'm, I'm sad it's over. And as soon as it finished, after about, well, not as soon as it finished, I gave it like a good five minutes. I started season one, episode one again. And I reckon, I reckon that's how life works. I reckon, I like to think that you get to the end and then the little like, you just go back to like the Netflix menu of the universe and just goes, play season one, episode one, watch again, play again. I, I, I'd like to think that's the case or like a game over, continue. I think I made some kind of content about that before. I can't remember. I don't know. If it sounds familiar. Anyway, waffling on. Um, that has actually been the, the highlight of my week. <laughs> Just been busy working, really. Uh, trying to get stuff done. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I... I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week. It's nice to be here again. Uh, for any of you who haven't listened to Cast before... Oh, before. <laughs> Have you seen that, um, that video of the, uh, the news reporter going like, after years of... What is it? After days of waiting, suddenly we know. And she starts to sound like a ghost. If you, yeah, that. Anyway, um... The I need to I need to chill, man. I need to slow down a bit. I'm I'm motor mouthing today. <sighs> How it works is I use a random word generator to generate five random words, and then I talk about them. At normally, a much slower pace than this. Well, no, kind of this pace now. Now we're good. <sighs> That's what I love about like mindfulness and, and meditation is that it teaches you to catch yourself throughout the day. Like when you, you feel like I, I spent so long, 
like not um like like getting really worked up and really like tightly wound and not even realizing that I was on my way there and if I could catch myself before I got there I could be like whoa chill out dude it's all good take a chill pill man and mindfulness is basically teaching yourself to do that so it's really good anyway random word generator five random words gonna talk about them and word number one of today is an interesting one potentially toes and i i have to be very careful here because it is not that kind of podcast I am already walking a fine line as it is. So what I will talk about is how weird my own toes are. While you lie there and chill or sit there and chill, maybe you're in the bath and you're looking at your own toes. Toes are weird, man. But mine are, they're literally like alien toes, I swear. I would show you pictures, but now, now, now nothing for free uh so aside from having toes that look like i look like i collected 10 of those you remember those little aliens and eggs that you could get when you were a kid i mean you didn't have to be a kid but they were marketed towards kids that which is you know that's that's exactly what my toes look like i also have what is called what are no what is called what are called what are called Greek toes or Greek feet, I guess. And Greek feet, this means that way back when, like way back when, um, like, like really old school, my ancestry would have been Greek in some way, shape or form. And, and when I mean far back, I mean, I mean far back because the other types of feet are Egyptian, Roman, Germanic, and Celtic. And it's, it's all to do with how your toes are shaped. So Greek feet, like mine, have the middle toe being bigger than the rest but the what would that be called the ring toe i guess i don't know the fourth toe is bigger than the little toe celtic is very similar to that except the ring toe and the little toes are the same length are you following me so far egyptian toes are also very common apparently they're the ones that i imagine when you think of feet, like stereotypical feet, or if someone said, draw me a foot, you would draw it like an Egyptian foot. Because it has the big toe as the biggest, and then it slopes down from there. And the other one is Germanic, where the big toe is the biggest, and then the rest are smaller, but the same size as each other. I don't actually, I don't know this off the top of my head. I'm not, I'm reading it. I'm reading the information. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like exposing myself 
as like a, 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 a massive toe enthusiast. But hey, even if I was, it's my podcast. I will talk about toes if I want to. Have you checked your feet at all throughout this entire thing? I bet you did. I bet you have. Maybe you're doing it now. Oh, and there's Roman feet as well. And that's where the first three toes are the same size. And then the last two are smaller. I don't think I've ever seen that. I was going to say, let me know what feet you've got, but don't, don't do that. Don't, just don't. (laughs) I don't need to do a survey. It's fine. It's, it's interesting to me that there's different genres of feet, but not hands. Like for the most part, everybody's hands are the same, right? Index finger is the longest and then the middle finger and then the ring, and then the pinky, right? Ha <laughs> no, I was lying. What a scamp I am, making you question reality. No, so middle, ring, middle, now I have to look at my hand. Middle, ring, index, pinky thumb, right? Oh, God. Apparently that's a way to reality check dreams. Oh, little uh, teaser for the dream episode coming up um to check if you're dreaming or not look you look at your hands and if your hands look all weird um then there's a high chance you might be dreaming this and more in the upcoming dream episode of Cavancast. as a real stab in the dark that they're all the same by the way this isn't the sort of thing you get taught in school so i'm not really sure um but i think that's the the way everyone's hands are, kind of. If you if if they're not, this is what you can do. Tell me if your hands are different, because everybody's toes are different. But if your hands are different than middle ring pinky, no middle ring index pinky thumb, then let me know. That'd be interesting. Speaking of things being all the same, I wonder if this little piggy went to market is a universal. Brain nugget? What's the actual phrase? I can't think of the actual phrase. Earworm. Yes, I can. It's fine. I actually prefer brain nugget, though, I think. I think I'm going to stick with that. Oh, dude, I love that song. It's such a brain nugget. Uh, yeah. You can use that if you want. I cannot imagine you will, but it's there. Anyway... If you're not familiar with this little piggy, this little piggy, where I was going to just start doing the thing. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy tells the tale of several pigs that conveniently correspond with one's toes. And as a parent would recite this poem to their infant child, or toddler, young child, they would wiggle the appropriate toe in conjunction with the lyrics. And the poem went as follows. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed at home. This little piggy had, and this is where some variety may come in with some of you, roast beef. 
which you know, might be lentils if you grew up in a vegetarian household. Roast lentils. And this little piggy had none. And this little piggy... And here is where the bamboozlement came in, referring to one's little toe, went all the way home. But as one would find out, going wee-woo-wee-woo-wee-woo all the way home was actually a ruse to be able to tickle the child to the point of madness, a misdirection of the highest magnitude, a conspiracy of pork. It truly is no wonder how so many of us have grown up with trust issues when betrayals like this began at such an early age. Yeah, basically, what I'm saying is if your parents did this little piggy to you, you grew up in a toxic household. I'm just saying, that's why. <laughs> oh God, what is this podcast turning into? To be fair, that is not as bad as some of the exaggerations I've seen online about stuff like that. Anyway, if you're worried about your childhoods, talk to professionals. I'm going to move on, lest I remain in this painful past. <laughs> the, uh, the next word is moon, which one of my earliest memories of is my mum being scared of it. You know what? Good. After the little piggy betrayal, I should have painted her a massive moon for her birthday and hung it up in the living room. <laughs> that would have shown her. Instead, I used to just throw Cocoa Pops at the wall and they would just stick to the wall. Maybe I deserved the little piggy torture. I was a little twat as a child. I really was. <laughs> um, okay, I'm done now. I'm really done now. I'm over it. Ah, like the cow is over the moon, one might say. That was slick. That was really slick of me. Wow. Hey diddle diddle, the cat played the fiddle, I'm a fucking genius. The end. Amen? The end. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know why my mum was scared of a full moon. Maybe we're a family of werewolves. And that fear just runs in our blood. You know, and we've evolved years down the line. We we don't turn anymore, but we still hear the whispers of the full moon. And our, our instinctual reaction of its arrival is like just goosebumps and discomfort. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe it's missed me because I'm not scared of the moon. So maybe, maybe it just affects the females like a witch thing. Who knows? Actually, I did I did werewolf in the Halloween episode, didn't I? But I don't think I spoke about the moon thing. Because my mind isn't serving up a reason about why wolves turn in the moon, so... Let's have a look. Ooh. So this has taken me to a very interesting place. So everyone knows... The theory is that the, when a full moon occurs, those cursed with werewolfage, they, they have a bit of a night, right? So, so that makes you wonder what it is about the moon that makes them turn. But in another sense, it's what it is about the relationship with the moon from the earth that makes them turn. Because if you think about it, the moon isn't actually 
changing shape. Like it's not actually the shape of a banana one day and like half a digestive biscuit a few, a few days later. And then all of a sudden we have a whole moon again, like a whole Jaffa cake. Wait, it's not? I hear you exclaim. Yes, I, I apologize for bursting your moon bubble. But it's always, it's always just the moon. The moon is just there. And it's all to do with how we see it. And so it has to be something to do with the connection of the moon to the earth on those nights when we can see it, like all of it. And it turns out there is a theory on this. So the moon has a load of stuff like hanging around it, on it and around it, like space dust and just bits of crap and, you know, little little tidbits floating around on it. And whilst the moon doesn't have a real atmosphere, like a like a proper, proper atmosphere like Earth does, it does have what we can call an exosphere. So all of the all of the crap that's been building up for what I can imagine is eons can take up quite a lot of space hold for laugh and just like how we as humans need to remove some space inside us that builds up from time to time the moon basically farts out some of this old space dust and bits from its exosphere into the void literally it's gas explosions the moon farts guys it's true you can take that to the bank. And so when all of these little farty bits start their journey into space, they react with the sunlight, which ends up turning it into plasma because of science, you know? And so over time, what this results in is the moon basically being covered with like spicy electricity, and this is called an ionosphere, I think. I think that's how it's pronounced, ionosphere. I honestly don't know if it's called ionosphere, but that was a terrible joke. We are going to forget about it and move on. This, Because this ionosphere isn't particularly strong, the solar wind from the sun essentially blows it away. You see, nature giveth and nature taketh away. You know how it is. But during a full moon, or what we perceive as a full moon, the earth actually gives the big, the big boy, the big bit of cheese up there, some protection from the sun, thanks to our magnetic bubble, apparently, that we have. Huh, who knew? You're welcome, Moon. Don't worry about it. We got you, bro. We got your back. That's what you get for looking pretty and controlling our tides. And so, as a result, the aforementioned spicy electricity, or plasma, stays intact for a little bit. And the theory is that this plasma interacts with the Earth in some magical sciencey way doing a little sexy dance and so maybe 
just maybe, this is the reason our furry friends come out to play. And maybe my mum is allergic to plasma. That all sounds perfectly plausible, right? I think we've cracked it, guys. I think we have cracked the code. And so with that knowledge bomb, we are going to move on to the next word of today, which is snake. A sneaky snake. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. I think I spoke about this a while ago because I think venom was a word in an episode, but there is a difference between something that is venomous and something that is poisonous. So if something has to give you a little nibble or a little sting or a little, haha, take that bitch, to, to mess you up, then that means it's venomous. If it has to inject something into your blood for an effect to occur. But if touching something or consuming something, be it a berry, a berry, or a frog, makes you go to the toilet really quickly and or die, then it's poisonous. <laughs> just wanted to give you the whole spectrum there. Just, you know, diarrhea all the way to certain death. The whole shebang. What a rainbow. Um, but the reason I say this, the reason I've given you that little factoid there is because apparently, uh, according to Stephen Fry, by way of QI, there are only two types of poisonous snake that we know of. And they are, bear with me, so there's over 3,000 species of snake, but the only two that we can find that are poisonous are the garter snake, or the, and get ready for this beautiful Latin name, Thamnophis sertalis. Thamnophis sertalis. What does that remind me of? Felix Felicis, the Harry Potter thing. Um, oh, Harry Potter snake. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so yeah, the garter snake or Thamnophis Sertalis. Uh, so its chomp isn't particularly harmful, but because it absorbs all the toxins of its prey, my wrist just clicked, uh, which are mostly newts and salamanders, which funnily enough is what I used to call that one guy from Fantastic Beasts when I was younger and I didn't know his name properly. Uh, that's what makes it poisonous because it, got, you know, it excretes it out of its skin. Um, and the Japanese grass snake, which does exactly the same thing, but with toads, because it eats toads. Um, yeah. So there you go. If you didn't know that, now you can go be that one guy at the party that annoys everyone by correcting them about miscellaneous reptilian facts. I don't, I don't think I've ever come across a wild snake. I have held many. I love them. And I definitely would love to have a snake at some point. I think there's a picture of like five-year-old me holding a boa constrictor somewhere, which I think is probably one of, if not the most badass picture of me ever taken. 
Maybe second only to the ones where I got my fringe and makeup really good that one time and took my first emo profile picture. That was something else entirely. But yeah, would love to have a snake. And yeah, speaking of the, the Harry Potter universe, I did meet the snake that played... N- oh God, I'm going to get it wrong now. Nagini? Nagini. Nagini in the film. And fun fact, I had read the books before I saw the first Harry Potter film with Nagini in. So up until then, I thought it was pronounced Nagini. And I would like to go on the record right now and apologize for that misunderstanding on my part. Apologies also to Hermione Granger. I'll, um, I'll throw out a couple of snake facts to round this one off for you. The fastest snake is the Black Mumba, who can slither up to 12 miles an hour. Oh, God. One moment, please, caller. How fast can a human run? Okay, at least that that's fine. Usain Bolt has the record at 28 miles an hour. And even though I'm slightly slower than him, I feel like I should be able to outrun any snake if I need to. <sighs> okay, phew. That's good. Next fact is snakes smell with their tongues. That's cool. At the roof of their mouth, they have something called a Jacobson's or a... How do I pronounce this word? Vomeronasal organ? Vomeronasal organ. Vomeronasal organ. So when they stick their tongues out, they lick the smell out of the air, basically, I guess, which then travels up to that organ where it goes, ah, yes, the uh, the aroma of a delicious cherry pie in the air. I'd, going back to those cartoons where they had smell lines for pies, that was the first thing that came into my head. Or it sticks its tongue out and it goes, ooh, a small boy raised by wolves little uh, jungle book reference for you there not the cherry pie the small boy raised by wolves just in case there was any confusion with that and next doll oh god i am going to keep this one rather brief i think because there aren't too many things that freak me out in this world dolls are one of them dolls that talk are worse puppets are a borderline but old school puppets are definitely up there. Like, I, I can't stereotype... Stereotype? Ter- what? <laughs> I can't stereotype and say all puppets. Because, you know, like, there's Basil Brush. There's Kermit. Sooty and Sweep. Like, I, I can't... You know, they're fine. But the ones that stare into your soul... Man. It's like... It, it's a similar thing to when you're driving and you see a police car and there's that tiny bit of you that's like oh god what crime have I committed and what are they going to arrest me for when you definitely haven't done a crime when those dolls look at you it's like they found something in your soul that even you didn't know was there but they found it 
Like they don't have one, they don't have a soul, but the look in their eyes means they are going to take yours. Like that's what, <laughs> that's how I feel about those dolls. I know this isn't, this clearly isn't the most relaxing content ever. It's definitely not the most relaxing episode in terms of content, but, but we have to honor our Lord and Savior, the random word generator. It's just how it goes. Them's the breaks, kids. But that's, you know, that's, that's only a certain genre of dolls, isn't it? Like, of course, there's Barbie. Barbie? Barbie and all our friends. My friend and I actually, we used the Barbie goodbye from the end credits of Toy Story 2. This is very niche. Um, when she's like, bye-bye now, bye-bye, bye-bye now, bye, bye-bye now, bye-bye. And she just does it for ages. And then when, and then after a while she goes, is everybody gone? Is everybody gone? Oh, thank God. My cheeks hurt so much. It was great. Loved it. But yeah, me and my friend did that for so long. That was like our equivalent of, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. In fact, we still do it. We still do it. We still do it to. We still do it to each other. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Look, watch. Listen. Hello. Hello. This is this is very quick, um, and I'm I'm basically gonna say goodbye to you in a certain way and I need you to respond accordingly. Okay. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye-bye now. <laughs> bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Have a nice day. Bye-bye now. <laughs> That's going in the podcast. I was just proving a point. Oh, right. Well, the, the, uh, the, the quote from um, it's Toy Story, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's Toy Story. Toy Story 2, yeah. Tour guide, tour guide Barbie. Tour guide Barbie. Yes, exactly. It. Well done. I forgot you. You knew more than me. I just said it was Barbie, but yeah, it's, it's tour guide Barbie. Yeah, tour guide Barbie. Um, I can't think where. It must be when the. It's in. It's in the credits. Yeah. She's saying goodbye to everyone in the credits. Is it? Yeah. Because then she I goes. Because then she goes. Are they gone? Are they all gone? Because it's like everyone, oh, yeah. every, everyone leaving the cinema. <laughs> yeah. That's at the very least the outtakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, those outtakes are so good. Okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head off because I'm hanging out with this lot. So I will say bye bye now. Okay, bye bye now. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye now. See, told you. <laughs> that was so weird. If I that was like the first time anyone else has been on the podcast oh no I think he opened the door of my van once I think he was on it either way um <laughs> where was I what was I talking about just that um dolls 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 yeah I had I, I did I did have dolls growing up I had two that I vividly remember one of them was tiny from Tots TV, as in his name is Tiny. I don't know if you guys remember that, Tots TV. I'm a tot, je suis a tot, Tilly, Tom and Tiny, we're the tots from Tots TV. 
one, two, three. Probably unlocked a little memory for some of you there. So yeah, I had a doll of Tiny, which had like his little green hair and buttons and yeah, cute little dude. Oh, and speaking of buttons, the, the other doll I had that I remember that actually I think gave me a couple of nightmares when I was a when I was a kid. It, it was a doll that a lot of people had, I think, but have probably forgotten about because I did. So I may be about to unlock another core memory for some of you. It was a doll that was a clown that taught you different fastenings on clothes. And they were all labelled. So I think like one shoe was a buckle. The other was Velcro or laces. There was a little jacket that he had that had buttons and poppers and the little peg things that went through the little rope hoops. I can't remember what they're called, but yeah. Do you remember that? I don't know how common it was, but I feel like pretty common. It's a good doll to have. It's a very educational doll, but education doll. No, that's not. No. Um, did he have a name? Steve, probably. Steve the Fastening Clown. Oh my god, do you remember the, those dolls that weed? Do they still have them? I remember that being a thing that was really marketed when I watched adverts in between kids' shows. Like you'd get, who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. And then two seconds later, a little pissy baby just shows up on the screen. <laughs> weird times, man. Weird times. They might still be a thing. I'll turn on Cartoon Network and have a look at some point. Man, it's been so long since I sat down with a bowl of Cocoa Pops or Cheerios or Cookie Crisp and watched cartoons. Ah. <sighs> I can blend them all now if I want to. I could do that. I'm an adult. Mm-mm-mm. I could throw as many Cocoa Pops at the wall as I wanted to. I will be the one that has to clean them up. But my will is free. And that is all that matters. Man. Serial and cartoons. My two childhood favourites. Working in tandem to provide an amazing Saturday morning experience. <sighs> Hell yeah. Speaking of, um, good times, the last word of today is scab, and I say this because some of the best and most fun days I have ever had left me with cuts and wounds that turned into scabs, and then some scars, but there's also bad times that have caused them as well. But either way, once those wounds had scabbed over, all they became were symbols and memories of these times that had happened. The The phrase reopening old wounds, I think, is an, is an incredibly poignant one because good or bad, if you were to pick open a scab of a wound that was healing over, it would bleed again, right? But not because the original cause of it happened again. No. This time, 
you were the cause of the bleeding. You went back and opened it up again. The wound is there for a reason, but it is healing with time. If you reopen it due to boredom or stress or anxiety or even just wanting to feel something, you're, you're just back to square one, but you're there without the cause of the thing in the first place and you just end up prolonging the whole thing. It's absolutely your choice to do it. You know, you can do it over and over and over and over and over again if you want. That is totally on you. But if the wound is left to heal, not become infected and, and get worse like some wounds can, which then require special treatment, if you catch my drift, most of the time if it's left to heal, then it will heal. The memory of the thing will always be there. But you don't have to cause any more suffering to yourself because of it. It may always be tempting, but the healing is worth it. Once again, I am hoping that made sense. I feel like that was a pretty straightforward analogy this time. I wasn't too out there, so I think we're good. And I am going to leave it there for this week. I hope you're feeling a bit more chill than when we first started, especially considering the content of this episode. Um, snakes, werewolves, and uh, scary dolls. Maybe this should have been the Halloween episode. Jeez. Anyway, I hope uh, next week... I, I liked the progress thing last week. I hope next week involves a bit of progress for you in whatever area you need it to, small or big. I hope you make a few steps towards it. Yeah, I like that. And I hope that for me as well. But I wish you the best. And I'd love for you to take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I will speak to you soon. Okay.